guys, hello and welcome to Pancreation Philosophy. It's episode 187. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz, and I'd like to welcome all my guests here today. We got returning guests, Mike Lady. How are you? What's up? How are you doing? Good then, to be back. Okay, yeah, good to have you back. And then we have a new guest today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. What's going on, guys? Um, I'm Jordan, Jordan Worth. I go by Jordan Wears No Gi on Instagram. Um, Tenth Planet Brown Belt under Casey Halstead. Nice. Welcome to the show, Jordan. All right. Thanks for joining me here today, guys. How are we doing today? Good. We're doing good, man. Doing, doing good. good. Train um, this morning. Yep. Trained twice today already. I got this fancy little podcast I got invited <laughs> to. You know? So it's pretty yeah. pretty cool. Nice. Well, okay. So we already talked to Mike last time. So Mike, your old news. So yeah, we'll, no, right. we'll, we'll, we'll ask Jordan. Jordan, how did you get started in grappling? Oh, wow. Um, that's like kind of a long story. Long story. Don't worry, we got um, time. Yeah, I was <laughs> just going to say that's... Wow, okay. Um, so I... Um, kind of a little bit of a personal story, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, So when I was younger, I, I had a lot of like anxiety problems, a lot of depression problems. I had like such bad anxiety when I was in high school that I would literally like ha- keep a trash can by my bed. I would wake up and have to throw up in the morning because I had such bad anxiety. I didn't want to go to school. I was like failing all of my classes. Um, I got bullied really, really bad in like middle school and in high school. And I was just going through a bunch of issues at the time, you know? Um, My first girlfriend I had cheated on me. And then the second girlfriend I had cheated on me. And then that same weekend, I got jumped. And I was like, oh, like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, oh my God, I'm failing all my classes. All these guys are bullying me. Like, oh, these girls are like, I don't have any confidence with girls. Like, I have really bad anxiety. And also, meanwhile, everybody on my dad's side of the family was like all drug addicts and like all dropouts, all in prison, all were dead, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I took the D.A.R.E. program when I was younger. So I was always like, oh, drugs are drugs and drugs are bad, you know. So I never thought I could ever like go to like prescription medication to help me or anything like that. I always strayed away and stood away from that. And so I was looking for something to help me. And my dad, um, I grew up watching MMA and UFC in like the early 2000s when it wasn't really popular yet, you know? And my dad got his blue belt in, I think it was like 1993. Oh, wow. wow. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gee. My dad got his blue belt back in the day when the, yeah. sh- when the shit was real, bro. Yeah. Can we, we can cuss on here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we don't give a fuck. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Just making sure I could say whatever I want. Yeah. But yeah, my dad got his blue belt back in the early 90s, bro. So like, oh, I was like a little kid, bro, like... In, in elementary school, my dad's like, let me put you in an arm bar, Jordan. Let me put you in a triangle. I'll just choke you. And so this I, inevitable. I grew yeah, up right. I grew up knowing what jiu-jitsu was and how powerful jiu-jitsu was. I just didn't think it was for me. My dad put me in wrestling when I was like 9 or 10, and I got suplexed by the coach's son. And I got Ooh, slammed on my neck, and my shit. I got my neck popped real bad. So I was always I, – I never thought yeah. grappling or jiu-jitsu or – I never thought that was for me. Okay. And but I, but it was around. I grew up with it, you know. And so yeah, I have all these issues, you know. I'm failing all my classes. I'm throwing up in the morning from anxiety, yada yada yada. And I was like, oh dude, like what am I going to do, bro? Like I need to figure out something that's gonna help me. <laughs> and so I was like, oh ding, light bulb went off one day. And I was like, I'm gonna become an MMA fighter. I, I remember watching the UFC. I like I said, I grew up watching the UFC. And I was like, dude, like those guys are the, f- are, those guys are the fucking man. Like at my, at, at my time, you know, yeah. thinking, thinking, looking back, they really weren't that fucking famous. There was no <laughs> Conor McGregor's, there was no Ronda Rousey's. These guys were not the men, really. You know what I mean? It was a different time back then, bro. It was a different time. But in my eyes, they were rock stars. I was like, yo, these are the guys, bro. Like those are the guys. Like that nobody's messing with these guys. They get all the girls. That's how I viewed them at the time. You know, mm-hmm. is that actually how it is? Probably not, but. I was like, man, I'm going to become an MMA fighter, and that way I won't get bullied. You know what I mean? Because keep in mind, I just got, oh, that was also how I made the realization. I got jumped, right? And when I got jumped, I didn't run. I did not run away. I got jumped by like 10 kids. It was me, my best friend Blake, and my cousin Brandon. Okay. And we got literally jumped for no reason. Like a bunch of kids in my area, I think they're like wannabe gangbangers. And so like they would jump kids in. Um, they would initiate you into the gang by you jumping a random person. Oh, God. And so me and my friends were the unlucky people that happened to be the unrandom, the random people yeah. that were getting jumped, that yeah. they were jumping into the gang. Or like, you know, it was the gang initiation. They were just yeah. jumping a random person. Just jumping you three. I was literally walking around minding my own business 
business, man. These kids like threw a glass bottle by my feet. They started arguing with us, and I was like, "Yo, I'll fight everybody here one on one." And then they were like, "Ah!" And then I got hit, bro. I before I knew, it, I was fighting all these kids. Um, I stood my ground. I like I they were younger than me, you know. So I stood my ground, and I was more angry than anything. I look up, my cousin's gone. I'm like, "Yo, Brandon, where are you at?" My cousin ran and hopped over a wall. He's hiding in somebody's backyard. I'm like, "What the hell, dude?" And, but right then and there, I realized I have a good fight or flight. I was like, oh, I wasn't afraid. I was more angry. I was like, I was mad these kids were jumping me, but I was not going to run, bro. There's no way. That's the thing, too. When I was walking away, they were trying to get me to run away. They were like, I was on the curb and they were in the street. They were like, step off that curb, step off that curb. And I was not stepping off the curb. I was not running away. I was like, bro, my house is down the street. You think I'm going to run from you guys? Like, I'm not running, bro. Like, I'm not afraid of you guys. You guys are going to have to beat me up again. Like, I'm not running away. And all these things were happening to me at the time. And so I was like, man, so my girlfriends are cheating on me. I'm failing all my classes. I got jumped. I'm getting bullied. Uh, what am I going to do? Oh, ding, 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 ding. I was watching the UFC one day and I was like, yeah. dude, I can become a fighter. I'm not afraid to fight people. I grew up watching MMA. I know what jujitsu is. If I become a fighter, girls will want to talk to me because I'm a fighter. Guys won't bully me and I'll be able to defend myself if they do try and mess with me. And the guys won't fuck with me because they'll know I'll beat their ass. And I'll be able to say fuck you to all my teachers because I'm a fucking fighter and I can have a means to support my family and a means to support myself and a means to make money now because I had no clue. I knew I wasn't going to college. Nobody in my family went to college. Like, just, you know, I just didn't know what I was going to do when I got older. And so that's how I started training um, jiu-jitsu. And that's actually how I found 10th Planet. I went and I started training. I thought I was going to, like, stand up striking a lot more. But I knew how powerful jiu-jitsu was. And you, you had to learn it. I knew you had to learn jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. So I learned jiu-jitsu out of necessity. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it because I didn't really like it that much. I liked, like, Anderson Silva and Carlos Condit. I liked strikers. Okay. And so... I started training jujitsu and I was also striking and I would strike with guys that were way bigger and stronger than me and I would leave with like black eyes and get getting fucked up. You know, I was 15, 16 at the time. And then I would roll with those same exact guys and I would strangle them against their will. And I was like, holy shit, I'm not even that good at jujitsu. And I'm strangling these guys because I'm watching some videos on YouTube, you know, like <laughs> Submissions 101, shout out, back in the day. <laughs> and my coach, uh, I'm, I'm done with the story right now, but they, my coach showed me rubber guard one day and I, he showed me Gogo Plata and Omo Plata. And I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest shit ever. Oh, wow. And I'm like, coach, 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 what else can you do from here? And he was like, oh, that's about it. You could just do Gogo Plata and Omo Plata. It's this guy, it's this 10th planet thing this guy eddie bravo does it i went home i looked up eddie bravo looked up you know submission uh, looked up all sorts of stuff about 10th planet eddie has a lot to say you know he does. and so um i was always taught drugs are drugs and drugs are bad so i started listening to eddie talk about drugs and about marijuana about how it doesn't kill your brain cells about how it doesn't make you stupid about this that the other about how it actually stimulates your brain about actually how it can help cure cancer it's more effective than chemotherapy and i was furious i was so mad I was like, why is he lying? He's influ he's influence he's an influential person. Like I look up to this guy. Like I'm starting to look up to this guy and he's fucking he's a drug addict. Like what the fuck? He's a stoner. Like he's saying all these lies about about drugs. And so I started Google searching every single thing that he said to disprove him out of anger. Like fuck you. Like why are you saying this? This is obviously not true. Marijuana obviously gives you cancer. It fucking makes you stupid. It kills your brain cells. These are facts. So I started Google searching it and I was like, "Oh, what? Like, I've been lied to my whole life? Like, oh, what? And I went down a complete rabbit hole that com changed my entire life for the for the better, you know what I mean? And that's why I fell in love with 10th Planet. That's why I have 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu tattooed on my arm. That's why I'm, you know, it's what's shaped the face of my life today, you know? it's I'm, I'm a stoner who does 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. It's who shaped my life, literally, bro. Yeah, I literally turned your life like one Completely turned my life around, bro. Jiu-Jitsu saved my life, period, bro. Like, people say, oh, Jiu-Jitsu saved my life, Jiu-Jitsu saved my life. No, dude, Jiu-Jitsu literally, literally saved my life, bro. I was going to be nothing without Jiu-Jitsu, bro. I was failing all of my classes. There was no way I was going to go to college. Like, I was going to get a dead-end job and just be, like, just scrape by. You know what I mean? And I knew that there was something different with me, man. I knew I knew that I was different than everybody else. I, my, the way my brain processes things, the way I see situations, just I've always been like the black sheep, always like the outsider. I've always thought way different than the than the population. And so I always knew I was destined to do something different. I'm not meant to be nine to five. I'm not meant to be a fucking in a warehouse or like behind a de desk or like working a normal person job. I knew that I wasn't a normal person. I just didn't know where my niche was. Okay. And so through 10th Planet, I've found that and it's literally saved my life.
That's awesome. So yeah, that's yeah. how I started training. Sorry to uh, talk for the last half an hour. You know what I mean? It's kind of a long story. No worries. I mean, I expect. I mean, everyone's. I mean, pretty much with any martial artist, if you've been in this like for a while, you have to have a big why, like to, yeah. to stay in it. Yeah. I mean, because as, as we all know, it's <laughs> it's not an easy road. So it's, it's a lifestyle. Like it, yeah. it consumes your life. It's yeah. all like whatever. It, it's you you orient your life around that. You you schedule like whatever. We get up at six a.m. Yeah. To train. Yeah. Like that. That's at least for me. Jordan teaches Tuesday, Thursday, six a.m. So it's like it's it's always. I try. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that. That's that. It's literally the reason why I wake up in the morning to to go train. So yeah, no. There's yeah. Everyone who trains and does it for a long time, like they're yeah, they're gonna encounter challenges and there's gonna be yeah, like you said, a big why behind that. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Okay, and then. So, in terms of, so like in, in terms of grappling, you've, I mean, some recent events like have happened, right? In terms of like competition wise, like I know Mike, like you, you recently competed. How did how did that go for you? Yeah, uh, yeah. So we did both, uh, both did high rollers, ADCC trials. Um, I did pretty well at trials. Uh, Mid to the second day, which I, I don't know, I didn't think I would do that well, <laughs> but. Um, Imagine yeah, if you would have thought you were gonna win, you probably could have won, bro. I, 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 no, I, I <laughs> yeah, I made it no, to the no, second was, day. I thought no, I was yeah. gonna suck. You no, know, it's there is a certain level of like, yeah, you you have to like. I, I did have that mentality of like, hey, I'm gonna beat this motherfucker, this second seated guy. I'm gonna win. Like, Good. I'm gonna like. I had that going in, but like looking back at it, like on paper. I am a nine to fiver. I have mm-hmm. like a, I'm a desk jockey. Like I, I, I'm a software developer. So it's like on paper, who the fuck is this guy? Like mm-hmm. what, 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 why do, why would I think that I have a chance at this tournament? Uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel like it, my, my game was very, uh, is like works with the ADCC rule set very well. And I think I talked about this a little bit on the last podcast. Yeah, the so last one. I, I won't overdo it, but, like, yeah, I went 3-0 and the first day, and then uh, first match the second day, I went against the second-seeded guy, uh, Elder Cruz, and lost by back points. So it's not, it's not like he, like, totally destroyed me or anything like that. So I, I felt like I was in it. He just, like, out-tacticianed me a little bit there. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel good about my performance, and, yeah. I just want to do it again. <laughs> and I think speaking of high rollers, isn't there a high rollers coming up this this weekend, right, Jordan? Yeah, I, I got a match in like what two days? Two yeah, days? The, April sixteenth. Yeah, on the sixteenth, today's um, the fourteenth. Yeah. Yeah, I got a match in two days against some um, black belt. Um, I should know his name, but I can't think of his name right it's, now. It's okay. Hold on. Can, uh, pull it up, Jamie. Pull it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. pull, pull it up. High roller. <laughs> what, what number is it? Eight H R B J J. Is it like sixteen? It's like sixteen. It's April sixteenth. Yeah. I don't know if it's the sixteenth high rollers. See, this it's is how not, locked in no, Jordan is. It doesn't yeah, matter what the name. Yeah. 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 Four twenty special. Right. That's right. April sixteenth. That's true. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so let's let's talk. Think, You've done a few competitions with high rollers. How? Yeah. I guess, been, how, how did that start for you, Jordan? Yeah, I've been competing for High Rollers for uh, a little bit now. I started competing for them in like the middle of last year. Um, I wish I would have been competing with them since since the start, man. Like I've I um I'm a huge, huge, huge supporter of cannabis, as you all know. Yeah. Huge cannabis advocate, and I'm a huge um, fan of High Rollers because that's exactly what they're doing. They're they're trying to change the stigma of cannabis use in athletics, which I think is extremely important. Because not everybody, but a large, large percentage of high-level athletes from across the across the platform. You know, it doesn't matter what sports you're doing. You know what I mean? Look at Michael Phelps. Look at all these different basketball, football players. Like, if you're a high-level athlete, cannabis helps your recovery. Cannabis helps your everyday life. It well, I shouldn't say inherently helps but it has a has a you know what i mean it's a it can help you it helps depend, you relax helps you relax you know what i mean depending on the person it's not for everybody but nothing is you know but for a large majority of athletes it's been shown to significantly help them mm-hmm. and so um 
high rollers has been trying to change the idea of of what it is to be a high level athlete you know they're trying to show that you can be a high level athlete and a stoner at the same time and that not only can you be a lot of people already are Mm. you know they're trying to just lift that veil and show you the reality of the sport of the sport that we watch especially martial arts jujitsu and mma these guys are smoking weed, bro. Yeah, like, they're getting fucked up. They're, like, getting, they're, they're getting high, man. They're yeah. getting really high. They're getting re- like f- uh, fucked up in terms of like injuries and like smoking helps uh, relieve the pain and all that. I was going to say, watch out with your words, my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like it when people refer to smoking weed as getting fucked up. It's no, not what we do here. No, I'm not. I'm not like, sorry, <laughs> no, to yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're getting fucked up in training, and yeah. so they need something to heal their body, yeah. which is the medicine of marijuana. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been competing with high rollers for a while now. They treat me really good, man. Um, I became somewhat of like their poster boy recently, you know, like I, they put me on a lot of their posters. They treat me really well. They give me a lot of, a lot of, um, like a spotlight, you know? So I appreciate that from them a lot, you know, cause before this, I, I always knew I, um, was like, I, I don't like to be like arrogant or anything like that. Like, like I said, I always knew that my brain was different and I felt like I deserved some sort of spotlight, right? I was like, man, if I could just get on these stages, if I was just on these stages, bro, if I had the eyes on me, I would be able to perform at a very high level. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting tired of going to Naga and going to five grappling and paying $100 to compete and like nobody's there watching you except your friends and everybody's, there's eight other matches going on. Like, man, like I was watching these other matches, like who's number one and um, like Andy and, and um, Sug, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, dude, these are sick promotions, bro. Like, if I could just get on that stage, I would have a really good showcase. Like, I know it. I know I'm an exciting grappler. I just need to show the world. Yeah. And High, Roll- High Rollers has been really helping me show the world what I'm capable of, you know? They've been giving me good matches. They've been giving me good matchups and, and a sick stage, a sick production crew. So I have nothing nothing but um, gratitude for High Rollers. You know, they've, they've, they've really helped boost my career. They've given me a platform and they've given me just belief in myself. Whereas I always, like I said, I always believed in myself, but like knowing that I can do it and doing it are two separate things. Yeah. Like I've always known that I could do it, but I didn't have the means to do it, mm-hmm. you know? And so now they've given me the means to do it. And now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a good little steam going for my career. I'm, I got a good little Instagram following building. I've got a good amount of um, fans following me now. So I'm just trying to be the most exciting grappler that I could be for my new for my new fans, you know? Nice. It's like it's like Jordan, what was like that breakthrough moment for you like when you Cops versus Stoners. Cops versus Stoners. Okay. And I guess, how how did that come about? Like was that was that your first one with that? It was an accident, was bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so these fucking guys, man, I love them, you know, I love them, but they're, and I, sh- I probably should, I won't, I won't go into too, too depth of this detail, you know, but they're, you know, they're setting up a, a tournament is stressful, bro. Yeah. Setting up a tournament is difficult. Even if you're fucking really good at it, setting up a jujitsu tournament is hard, bro. No ifs, ands, or buts. That shit's hard. Ask anybody who's set up a tournament before. That shit's hard, bro. So... There's going to be some bumps. There's going to be some hiccups. There's going to be some issues that go down with the show, you know? And um, one of the first times I competed with them, I went there and I was supposed to do the brown belt open. But there was only one other brown belt that was coming and showing up and he didn't show up. And so I didn't have a match. And I, this is before I ever had a match at, with a black belt ever in my career. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, dude, like I want to compete. Like, what, is there anything you guys can do for me? Like, I'll go up into the black belt division. Can I do that? And they're like, yeah, sure, you could do that. And so I went up into the black belt division and I um, competed against some black belt named Xavier Silva. And he was like 195 pounds bigger than me in a black belt. And so I wasn't supposed to win that match. And I didn't. I didn't win the match. But I showed myself and everybody in the crowd that I was an exciting grappler. The guy didn't finish me. In my opinion, I won that match, especially on high rollers rule set. The guy never finished me. I was attacking more submissions than he did. I pushed him into overtime. I uh, I held him down in the mount. I had him in a bunch of bad spots. I honestly don't know how they, they raised his hand, how he got... No, actually, I do. He beat okay. me. He beat me fair and square. I'm lying. I swear I'm lying. I don't know why I'm thinking all this. <laughs> I was winning the match. Yeah. I was going to win the match. But High Rollers, the last elimination... I got a bad memory, guys. Sorry. The <laughs> High Rollers, the last elimination... 
um, is first to score. Oh. And I was fucking dominating this guy and I was had like a little uh, like I was like too confident I was like oh I'm gonna oh, there's no way this guy's gonna score on me like I'm gonna fucking beat this guy I've won this match holy shit I'm about to beat my first black belt he's bigger than me hell yeah I go out there I slap this guy's hand it's first to score I fucking pull a guard he kicks my foot and he gets two points for the takedown oh. <laughs> as soon as I fall bro I start laughing I'm looking at him and smiling and laughing he's laughing bro I try and stand up but he's holding me down he like holds my legs and he gets the takedown bro oh, and I'm like that's dumb. bullshit bro I point at him even I remember now it's on YouTube I point at him and I'm like you motherfucker and then he's like ha ha I had to do it to you bro I had to do it to you you know veteran move yeah Good, good on him. Hats off to him. He did what he had to to win the match, you know. But I was doing very well up until that point. And then they, they again, they were like, "Okay, we liked your performance. Um, we're gonna have you out for cops versus stoners." Okay. I was like, "Sick, bro. This is like doesn't even seem like a like a this seems like a like a wet dream in my in my in my head or something, yeah, like you're you know, bro. This, this doesn't. No, yeah. What are you yeah. talking about, cops versus stoners? <laughs> the hell are you talking about, cop? Yeah, 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 dude. We're gonna get a bunch of active stoners and a bunch of active police officers, and we're gonna let you guys try yeah. and kill each other just without punches. Yeah. <laughs> For real? Yeah, this yeah. is a real thing. <laughs> I, a real thing. I, I did not think it was real, bro. I seen the poster. I seen them advertising it. And I was like, yo, this is <laughs> this is not real. There's no way. What are you talking about? Cops versus stoners, bro. This is Because everybody at, at High Rollers is smoking weed there, bro. <laughs> yeah. In the venue. Yeah. Everybody's smoking weed in the venue. That's what, the, that's what I, uh, High Rollers HQ is. You just yeah. smoke a bunch of weed openly in there. And they don't charge you for um, spectators because like that's like a gray area or some shit like so they're, they're not charging you to come in there you can just come in there you know what i mean well i don't know how many people are watching this podcast so long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need to we'll edit that <laughs> invited or so whatever, right? yeah, yeah yeah you have to have an invite you're yeah. supposed to be invited okay yeah. have an invite from an athlete you can't just show up there all right but they don't charge because if they did charge, they would get in trouble, oh, right? Because then it would be like a marijuana lounge, right? This is just like a like a gray area where they're not charging for spectators, so they're not charging people to get in the building, so they can legally smoke in the building. Got you it. know what I mean? That's how they get around it. But even still, I don't think I'm pretty sure that's. Still, I don't know the rules, bro. I don't know the laws, you're, but there's still I, there's still something that I don't. You know, I, I'm not. For the record, none of us are lawyers. I'm not a lawyer, bro. But I just, you know. There's not other businesses doing this. Yeah. I feel like this would be a popular venture if it was a, if it was a, of an ability. Yeah, right. So I'm like, yo, there's there's just there's things going on that I feel like if the police seen it, they'd be like, hey, you can't do wait that. A, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you guys are. What's the prize? A pound of weed? You're you're only allowed to have an ounce on your person. Like, how are you guys giving pounds away? What's going on here? Like, I was like, this is I, I, never. I, this is never gonna work, bro. What are you talking? I want the weed, but I want cops, bro. Yeah. Cops versus stoners, bro. What the hell are you guys talking about? Cops versus stoners. I did not think it was real. I was like, they go. The cops are gonna show up. It's gonna be a raid. Like, yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know this, if I want to go, bro. This, this is, is a trap, bro. Have you guys never seen the wire, yeah, bro? Have you guys? Do you know who, who? What police officers are? Like, do you know who? Do you not know who the cops are, bro? Like, what are you guys doing? Like. Yeah. But anyway, it went out without it. Bro, that's the funny thing, too. Yeah. I showed up, and okay. usually you're smoking in the venue, bro. Yeah. And so I show up, and I'm used to just smoking in the venue. It's just normal. It's just <laughs> normal. It's just what you do. And so I sit down, bro, and I spark up a joint. Yeah. And I'm smoking a joint in the venue, bro. And there's the, the cops have rash guards on that say police <laughs> on the back. <laughs> and I'm sitting down in the bleachers, bro. And I, yeah. I start... Spark my lighter, bro. I start smoking my joint, bro. My buddy Matt Lacey, who's a glass blower, is recording it, bro. Us smoking a joint, hitting the joint, and then uh, flipping the camera to the cops. And there's cops walking by us, and the caption just says "cops versus stoners." Yeah. And then I go into the back room, and I'm like, "Yo, Matt, like we're just like the cops don't care that we're smoking." And he was like, "No, no, 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 don't smoke in front of the police." <laughs> 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 and I was like, "Oh, my bad, bro." All right, that's good to know. You know, you probably should have told me that before I showed up here, you know. But, all right, I won't smoke no more in front of the police. Thank God they were cool about it. And then, so, yeah, they, um, the entire time, 
I'm asking, I'm asking the dude. His name's Panama. I like Panama. He's a good dude. I'm like, yo, Panama, who's my who's my opponent, bro? Who's my opponent? And he's like, don't worry about it, Jordan. Don't worry about it. You just had a match against a black belt, bro. You're a stud. It's gonna be a 155 pound brown belt. 155 brown belt. Why are you worried about his name? Don't worry about it, bro. Don't worry about it. Just it doesn't matter who it is. 155 brown belt. 155 brown belt. He told me that like five times. I was like, okay, cool. 155 brown belt. I don't care who it is. I show up, bro. I start looking at all the names, bro. And I'm like, okay, who am I going against? I asked Panama. And he looks at me and he's he's smoking. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me bring you to your opponent. <laughs> he walks me inside, bro. He finds the biggest guy in the venue, bro. This wow. is the biggest guy in in in. He's the tallest. He's the big. He's the heaviest. He's the biggest guy, bro. He's the he's the biggest guy in the room, bro. And he walks me over and he points to him and he's like, "Yep, this is your opponent right here." And I'm like, "Yo, you." Is this a joke? Like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding, bro. That's do you see him? Like, yo, what do you weigh? And he's like, oh yeah, man. Um, I was kind of, uh, I, I was telling them that I'm, I'm like uh, two thirty four, but I don't know if I'll be able to make that weight. So I, I was telling them, I hope you're okay with the weight difference. And I was like, dude, I'm hundred and fifty five pounds, bro. You're two hundred thirty four pounds, and you can't even make that. Like, so what do you That's actually so weigh? Like, what do you weigh? Like two hundred fifty five. I meant two fifty five. Yeah, bro. And so he, and then Panama's like, yeah. Yeah, bro, uh, I don't know what happened, bro. My bad. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, I was asking you, man. Like, I was asking you over and over and over, bro. And then I show up at the venue. You give me the biggest guy you could find. I'm like, what belt are you, bro? And he's like, yeah, I'm a brown belt. I'm like, okay, so you're a, you're a giant, you're a giant brown belt. All right. Um, well, who else can I have a match with, Panama? And he's like, there's nobody else, bro. You want? Do you want the match or not? Do you want the match or not? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to back down, bro. There's, I'm, like, I'm not going to back down. Of course I'll take the match. But, like, come on. You guys kind of fucked me. Yeah. But they actually helped me out, bro. With the, it was a blessing in disguise because I did not think I was going to win that match. Mm -hmm. I was tripping, bro. I was, like, really, really worried, honestly, bro. I was like, man, I'm going to lose. This sucks. And I just lost one of my matches mm -hmm. at the submission-only series. And so, I, and I lost my match at the high rollers. So I was like, bro, I'll keep losing, man. Like, I can't keep losing. I need a win. I need to win. I just... I, I need to show people. I need to show people that I'm good, bro. I can't keep losing, man. This is this isn't this isn't me, bro. Like I need to show, like fuck. You guys gave me the biggest guy. Like that's unfortunate. So I was just going in, like, all right, I'm not gonna win this match, but I'm just gonna show that I'm entertaining. I'm gonna show that I am exciting. I'm just gonna throw the wall at this guy and just just do whatever I possibly can. Like I roll with big guys all the time. I'm not looking to win this match anymore. I'm looking to be entertaining, okay? So that was my mindset, and that kind of took the weight off of my shoulders because mm -hmm. I no longer needed to win. I was just trying to have fun now. Okay. And so now I went out there, and also I was I also was a little bit worried too because it's the police, bro. The police are my, are my mortal enemies. Yeah. My yeah. police are my arch nemesis, bro. I hate police. I absolutely despise them, bro, because of the war on drugs. If the war on drugs didn't exist, I would love police. They'd be like firefighters. Everybody loves firefighters. Why do people hate police? Because when they show up, there's bad things that's going to happen. They're going to take you to jail. So I don't like these guys, bro. They're my, of, of anybody on the planet Earth, police are my enemies, bro. The, the boys in blue, are, that's like the gang colors, bro. The boys in blue, that's, that's, your, that's a rival gang, bro. Like, you guys are, you guys are the biggest gang, the most, the, 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 like, I hate police, the man. Most well the most well-funded gang. The most well-funded gang on the planet, bro. The most well-funded gang on the planet. Exactly. Thank you, Mike. Um, and so I'm also thinking I can't lose this match. There's no possible way I'm going to let myself lose to a cop. I'm treating this match like I'm going to prison if I lose this match, right? If this guy beats me, he's locking me in handcuffs and he's throwing me in a hot cop car and he's taking me to prison, bro. And I'm not going to prison, okay? So... This is me or you, buddy. Yeah. And if, if we're out on the street, that's the other thing I was thinking. Like, how many opportunities would I get where I get to actually show somebody? I tell all of my friends, the police suck, bro. They don't know what they're doing. They're fucking terrible. If I got into a fight with a cop, I'd beat his ass. The people who know me know what I'm talking about. But if you don't train, it looks, I look like an asshole. It's like, oh, you're an idiot, bro. He's a police officer. Like, he's trained to handle situations. And I'm like, bro, they're terrible. They're, they have no training. Their training is terrible. Like, if they got into a street fight, they'd get beat up by most of the people they're trying to arrest. It's their little Batman belt full of tools is the only thing that saves them. They pull out their taser. They pull out their gun. They pull out their mace. They pull out whatever they can that's not actual skill sets that they, don't, that they just don't have. 
So I'm just like, I'm like, yo, I cannot lose a fight to a cop that's a fair fight, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a fair fight, I'm going, there's, I'm, I can't lose. I will never live that down. I will never, ever, ever be able to live that down. And so I was like, I, I just was like, okay, I'm going to have fun and I'm not losing this match. If this guy beats me, I'm going to go to prison. And so that match honestly was easy for me. Once yeah. I had that mentality, I was like, ah, oh, dude, like I'm just going to have fun. How many instances do I get the opportunity to have a fair fight with a cop where he doesn't have his Batman belt on? Like, bro, without your Batman belt, you're done. And the stoners showed that, bro. The stoners smoked the police that day. <laughs> the, stoners, the, police smoked the stoners yeah. smoked the police out, bro. It was like out of 10 wins, I think poli- the stoners won on an 80%. Oh, wow. It was like eight to like eight stoners won and two police officers won. Like the police need to do some work, bro. Those stoners <laughs> really, yeah. really showed that day. Like, yo, cops versus stoners, let's see who's really going to come out on top. Let's take your, drugs fail. Let's take your guys' <laughs> yeah. little belts off and see what really happens. Let's yeah. throw us in a little elevator and then really get it cracking and see who comes out on top, yeah. you know? But So that was, that, was like my fa- that was my favorite day, I think. Not my favorite day in my entire life, but easily one of them, man. Okay. That was one of my favorite memories of all time i pulled guard right away and then i leg locked the cop and like within seconds bro within 28 seconds i was tearing his leg and his leg was popping i feel kind of bad because the guy is actually really nice i'm friends with him on instagram now he's a really cool cop he's a really nice guy but i didn't know that if you're a cop you're just a cop bro you're not my friend like bro and we're gonna have they're gonna do cops versus stoners again bro they're doing cops versus stoners again this year i am so stoked bro i am so excited like that's like more important to me than like almost anything like <laughs> I, I, those the police. bro those events are the best that's tremendous bro you're gonna give me a chance to go and have a jiu-jitsu match with the police officer an active duty police officer like you mean this fool like that's the thing bro like the waiver looks like bro i tore i tore it, it does sound like a fake event it sounds like a bro comedy it event. sounds like a comedy event bro yeah. poor guy I, I blew his knee out bro he had to go on paid leave Oh, he can't, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, they got good insurance. Yeah. yeah right. That's like the that. thing, too. Yeah. I don't got to feel bad, bro. If I break your knee, you're going to go on paid leave, get a nice little vacation. Like, I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm coming in <laughs> here to get you. Thank you, though. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for the next Cops versus Stoners. Nice. Tremendous. Yeah, so it looks like, yeah, Jordan's will be on High Rollers 14. Looks like it's uh, going down April 16th. Yep. So. This Saturday. The 420 special is, is what it's called. Yes, sir. Yep. Even yeah, though it's not on another, 420. Yeah, there is another high rollers, cops versus stoners. Looks like it's coming down. It says here on the schedule in September. Yeah. September, okay. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. All cops right. better watch out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have a tough time finding True. matches for me, bro. Right. Yeah. I'm surprised they still. Ha- I know with how you know bad they did last yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. A twenty like percent win rate is not. Yeah, how, it's because they. Get... It's for charity, bro. They oh. did it. It's for charity. They did it okay. for. There's an uh, organization called Adopt a Cop, which oh, I am yeah. a huge supporter of. Okay. I am a massive supporter of Adopt a Cop. Shout out Adopt a Cop. Okay. So Adopt a Cop is um, an organization that they're um, they accept donations mm-hmm. and Adopt a Cop will sponsor an academy. Right, and if your academy or your your jujitsu school is sponsored by Adopt a Cop, they will pay for the uh, police officer's training at your school oh, up okay. until blue belt. Got right, it. so they will pay for the cop to train with you, and um, they'll pay for all the cops' training and stuff like that through the Adopt a Cop um, um, organization. Mm-hmm. And once the cop gets their blue belt, then it's up to the cop whether if they want to keep training or not. Yeah. You know, but bro, it's unacceptable that the police officers are not even blue belts like blue belts suck nowadays bro blue belts fucking suck nowadays bro blue belts were not like the 90s blue belts or the early 2000s blue belts like you're a blue belt bro i can't honestly say you used to be able to honestly say if you're a blue belt in jiu-jitsu you can beat a black belt up in any other martial art i cannot honestly say that now Mm. i do not think a blue belt for the most part, for the majority. But it wasn't the majority. It was everybody, bro. If you were a blue belt, it didn't matter if you were a fucking handicapped blue belt that only had one leg, bro. Like, if you were a blue belt, you got your blue belt back in the day, you were going to beat the fuck out of any black belt, period. If you were not, if you were a black belt in any other style and you were a real jiu-jitsu blue belt, you would win that fight every time. I cannot honestly say that anymore. It's a, the level has gotten watered down. Right. It's kind of watered down, but wouldn't you say like the technique has increased over time? The, yes, the technique has increased over time for sure, but the general level has watered down mm-hmm. because it's become more like consumerized. Like, like it's not. It's not. It's A big not, thing was COVID nineteen. 
it's like it's not Gracie in action times anymore. It's like the the typical like like not now like kids are doing it and like the parents are doing it. So it's not like everything not, comes down to money, bro. Everything yeah, comes definitely. down to money. Totally. So you follow the money and you'll 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 find the answer to all your problems. Totally. Okay. So yeah. back in the day, bro. Jiu-jitsu, I was just having this conversation with somebody in the, in the gym earlier at mm-hmm. 10th Planet. So back in the day, in the, in, in like the 90s and the early 2000s, if you trained jiu-jitsu, bro, <laughs> if you were some like idiot white belt, some, just everybody's an idiot white belt, by the way. I'm not talking shit on white belts. If you were just some idiot white belt walking into the dojo and you rolled with the instructor, you were going to get fucked up, bro. There was a chance you were going to get injured. There was a chance you were going to get hurt. And there was a high likelihood that you were going to get hurt. The people that trained jujitsu in the 90s and the early 2000s were a different breed, bro. Yeah. Were a complete different breed. It's a different breed. kind of mentality to walk into a different gym. mentality, yeah. bro. Not only that, dude, like, your coach didn't give a fuck if he hurt you. Oh, no. He didn't give a fuck, bro. Nowadays, different times. Yeah. it's different. Yeah. It was different yeah. times, bro. It was completely yeah. different times. The culture was completely different. The, co- the culture now, it's unacceptable for a black belt to hurt a white belt off the street. Yeah. The culture then, it was almost expected for the black belt to hurt the white belt He'd off the street. You'd be surprised if you didn't hurt them. He, because, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. bro, exactly. Yeah, like, wait, what? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... Um, Must have strong bones. Yes, bro, exactly, <laughs> man. Um, why did I even start this conversation? Where were we going? I think we were talking about oh, level of blue belts. Haha, the level of blue belts. Yeah. So, if you follow the money, it will it'll answer all your problems, okay. right? It will answer all your questions, actually, rather. Sure. So, 2019, what happened? Let's see, 2019. COVID-19. COVID-19. Okay. Okay. COVID-19 happened. What happened to the jiu-jitsu community? We got shut down. We got shut down worldwide, globally. Illegal. We got shut down, okay? I forgot the exact percentage, but it was an insane percentage, like like 40% or 50% or some staggering number of jiu-jitsu schools worldwide went under, yeah. went bankrupt. Oh, went bankrupt. Went wow. under, okay. bro, closed. Yeah. They yeah. closed like that overnight because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so... What the fuck happens to the remainder of the students? To and then the gyms that are left open. Okay, they got money. Um, every jujitsu worldwide was shut down. You were not allowed to train. You had to shut your gym down for a couple months. You had to shut your business down. You were deemed non-essential, bro. Like how crazy were the times? You were deemed non-essential. You gotta shut your doors. Go fuck yourself, right? And so, what happened to the to the the remainder of the jiu-jitsu schools that were open, that were paying their bills, paying their rent, even though they don't have students, bro? The students are not training there. So, what are the students going to do? The students are going to quit. They're going to drop out. How do you stop the students from quitting? How do you stop the students from dropping out? You promote them. Give them belts, I say. Give them a nice little shiny belt. You give them a nice little shiny belt. And you say, hey, 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 John. I know you're only a fucking blue belt and you're not even really that good of a blue belt, but I do not want you to leave. So here's a purple belt. Bah! Oh, and I can't even be mad at that because it's not like one instructor did that and you can point fingers. Everybody, everybody did this across the globe. Okay. Yeah. This happened globally in jujitsu. Everybody. The, uh, and you can't be mad. It's it's understandable, bro. It's a you belt got, inflation. You, exactly. <laughs> it was a belt inflation. Exactly. Exactly. The same exact way. The same exact way. The economy got all yeah. fucked and everything yeah. got all inflated. Now yeah. fucking food's all expensive. Gas is all expensive. The same thing happened with belts, bro. The level of blue belt, the level of brown belt, the level the level of the belt went down. It did. Period. In 2019, yeah. the level of the belt went down. Period, and this is going to be talked about. This I've heard this talk about by by certain people, but um, it's going to become more and more prominent and prevalent the more the years go by. You know what I mean? As the years go by, when we're in like 2025, 2030, the motherfuckers are going to look back and be like, "Bro, what started this? Back in my day, back back pre." Pre-COVID-19, yeah, yeah. yeah pre-2019, yeah, yeah. the level of jiu-jitsu was different. Like, yeah. if you were a blue belt, you were, you were a purple belt, it meant this. You know what I mean? The level has went down. So, But does it, like, I don't know. I, I guess belts belts matter, but they also don't matter, right? Competition like, matters. Co- competition matters, but I guess the, I don't know, at the highest levels, like, the, the cream... Uh, to, to quote um, who's in Macho Man Randy Savage Macho Man Randy Savage the cream always rises to the top so it's like yes like, oh, open events like ADCC or High Rollers or whoever like if you could just sign up in it's open belt rank or whatever 
Like yes, the the, the top guys are going to like go and compete and win. So yes. I don't I don't see that as a not as a necessarily a negative thing. That if if some blue belts and purple belts got inflated a little bit. Well, it all comes back down to it's it's kind of a selfish thing, sure. honestly, bro. Mm-hmm. Because so what what do you to do if you started training in the trenches in like two thousand five? Sure. Right, I yeah. started in 2012. Sure. Things were starting to, to things were were molding. <laughs> yeah. Things were in a no, but it's still different. Yeah. Like yeah. things yeah. were still different. Like, yeah. people, 2012, it was still if different. If someone time. had trained right now, they yeah. wouldn't even. They don't know get it. Bro. It was still yeah, a different culture. Yeah. It yeah. still had the old school culture. Oh yeah, for right. Sure. Yeah. And so, but even still, a step even further back. You started training in 2005. The shit was as real as it came. Yeah. If you were a blue belt, yeah. that you fucking held. Uh, uh, it was like a. It was a certain standard, was a certain standard bro. Yeah. You were meant to be a mat enforcer, bro. Right. If some white belt came off and off the street and fucked you up, like it's like it, 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 that shouldn't be happening. Bro. Yeah. That should not be happening. Period. Right. You're a blue belt. You should yeah. be. You should be above that. Sure. At least back in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean. Right. And so now. You're a white belt, and you have to go through the trenches. You get fucked up. You get blood, sweat, and tears. You get your elbow popped. You get your neck popped. You get fucked up. You get told you're a fucking no good white belt. You gotta clean this fucking sweat off the mats. Right. You've gotta do this, that, the other, and you're getting treated with a certain type of culture that you're the fucking white belt. You need to lay in line. You need to act a certain way. And when you get your, you know what I mean. When you get through the ranks and you get your purple belt, you get your brown belt. Now you will be able to act a certain way to the new people coming in to sure. the white belts to the blue belts sure. you know what I mean because of the culture yeah. and now you work your way through the ranks and you put in the work you put in the blood sweat and the tears you put in the mad hours you put in the fucking the abuse of the upper belts yeah. fucking with you and, and you just laying li- laying in line because you're a fucking white belt and you accepting your place and going okay yes I accept my place I know my place sure. I that's a big thing I know my place yep. I know that these upper belts are above me I know I know where I lay in line and so when I get there, I can't wait till I get there. Yeah. You get there and the culture's changed. Sure. <laughs> you get there, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, nobody sure. cares, bro. These asshole white belts are just acting out of line. The culture doesn't matter anymore. If you try and enforce the culture, it's like you're a fucking idiot, bro. Belts don't matter. Like this right. is the West. This is I, the fucking. I, I, this I, is the USA, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, we're, we're the, the, the Eastern. Grapplers. The we're Brazilian culture has left. The yeah. the where did the Brazilian culture fr- come from? Japan. The Japan, bro. Yeah. The East. The Eastern culture is far right. different than the Western culture. Right. Respect. Um, honor. These are big things in traditional martial arts that have been lost in 2022 mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu. Sure. And so you're, you grow up through the ranks yeah. going through this uh, expecting things to be a certain way. Expecting sure. people to act a certain way. Expecting a certain level of respect yeah. because you've given that respect to people. Sure. And now you get there and people are not giving you this respect that you feel like you deserve. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. That's not how things are anymore. Times have changed. Right. It's like, Come on, man! Yeah. Like fuck you're like, you. When did the times change? When did the times when, change? When you fucking you're, you're like Rumpelstiltskin. You're like, like wait a minute. Like bro, I started training jujitsu to get away from this Western sports slap ass fucking mm. locker room culture, bro. Sure. I hate that shit, bro. It makes my skin crawl. I cannot stand sport team like Jocks. locker room jock culture. <laughs> I cannot. It uh, makes me makes my skin crawl, bro. I hate it. And so the fact that jujitsu is becoming more like wrestling in that sense, and it's in that sense, whereas like the Eastern culture is leaving the sport, it really, really, really makes me sad, bro. Really, really, really hurts my heart. That's, like that's, it really makes me sad. Yeah, that's interesting because it's not just yeah, it's becoming more like wrestling in terms of technique, in terms of like more wrestling is wrestle. Which that part is good. Thing. Like that that part's that part good. is good. It's, it's a but maybe I I don't know if this is. I don't know, I, I'm, I could be bullshitting here, but maybe that with the technique comes that mentality, comes the sport or the the gro- or the growth of the sport, where it's like people can become superstars by landing on uh, submission underground or who's number one or whatever, and now people, I don't know, get kind of big egos if they can if they think they can become become that, and it, like you said, those those white belts or blue belts or purple belts or whatever. It, they don't have the same respect or reverence for upper belts because they're like, oh, I can go and tap you out. Like that. Like we can go. Like we can go figure it out. Like 
it's not a well it, that it, comes it, from that mentality comes from the the sport being pussified like i said sure. so back in the day bro like i said the black belt if you're a white belt it comes back to exactly what i was just talking about the mm. black belt back in the day early 90s 2000s if you're a white belt coming in that black belt was probably going to hurt you mm. and it was going to hurt you to prove a point sure. right they ruled with an iron fist right you did not there was no possible way you would check your instructor because your instructor would fuck you up. Yeah. Nowadays, it's not like that, bro. Yeah. These fucking white belts are saying and doing things all willy-nilly and nobody's checking them. Yeah. Yeah. Because if what happens if you check them? Now the instructor's going to be mad at you because they're going to quit and they're going to lose their yeah, money. It, yeah, it all comes do. back down <laughs> to, the, to, to money. money. Yeah. You follow the goddamn dollar. It will answer all of your fucking questions, bro. Right. And so back in the day... Exactly that. Like the people who trained jujitsu were like um, deep in the culture. They were sure. they they almost knew and accepted that getting hurt was part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Getting hurt is yeah, it's yeah, part of it. Yeah. yeah. Mean, and nowadays yeah. it's not like that, bro. And so if there's some white belt that acts a certain way and acts out of line, and then they're not checked by the upper belts, if the upper belts are not enforcing the law, nobody is enforcing the law. Right. If the law is not being enforced. Then all sorts of madness ensues, and mm-hmm. at least in, in in my eyes, it's mm-hmm. madness. You know, it's not madness to everybody else, but coming from like a traditional jujitsu, like not like a old school jujitsu viewpoint, and now looking at it in this modern times, it's 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 it, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> it could just be the general like a just a like a generational kind of thing because you know just it's a different generation. It's diff- exactly. definitely a different generation. It's a different generation. Like, I mean, like we're talking about even. Ten years ago doesn't seem a long time, but if you think about it, it's it's totally changed. Yeah. The training culture's totally changed. It's a completely different like from, culture now, bro. From, yes. from there, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's it's it is just interesting though. I mean, you can just look at it. Western culture in general has gotten way more <laughs> wussified in right. that in, in that case. It's kind yes. of it's heading towards that direction. Yeah, yeah. martial right. arts are supposed to be hardcore, bro. Like you're supposed yeah. to, it's supposed like, to be a warrior. It's, it's the warrior it's, class, bro. This <laughs> it's what prevented. It was what prevented death. Like yeah. that's what, yes, that, that's bro, what you like, train martial arts. Right. I, <laughs> I preach it in the six a.m. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. look, guys. Yeah. I know you guys forget sometimes. I know we're just training like nice little jujitsu, and you guys think we're grappling and having fun in here, you know. But where does jujitsu come from? It comes from Japan. It comes yeah. from samurais fighting to the literal death. It comes from okay. War. Yeah. It comes yeah, from right. war, bro. Yeah. It comes yeah. from motherfuckers fighting to yeah. the death when they lost their sword and their knife, and they need to make sure they don't die bro or between life and death yeah. or yeah. fighting street fighting in brazil from motherfuckers pointing their fingers saying this shit doesn't work you guys look like homosexuals this shit looks gay i don't understand this that doesn't work there's no way that would work in a fight you're an idiot you're dumb this doesn't work and so them having to literally beat that and mentality out until it became the national support of brazil bro yeah. like back in the day bro. a lot of people had got their asses kicked bro a lot of a lot of people got to get happen. beat up for that to happen exactly yeah, a lot like, of people got to get people? a lot bro, of people a lot bro a lot a lot of people had to get their fucking face beat like, up. Just, just dojo storm. Dojo right. storm. Bro, yeah. people don't realize that this is where the culture comes from. The culture comes from violence, bro. The culture comes from from literal violence. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, the, the gentle art. Like, bullshit, bro. <laughs> That's a Bullsh- misnomer. <laughs> bullshit, yeah. the gentle art. Get the yeah. fuck out of here with that bullshit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm too eager to embrace. Maybe I'm... I, I grew up in the old, old school. Like, I started in 2012 like you did. I had like a little bit kind of old school instructor but now i'm like yeah like i i view it more as a sport but it's it's good to have that reminder of like hey right here if we're in mma you're gonna get your face punched in yes like like you tell me how deep half doesn't work yes (laughs) i i take that personally i'm like just so you know mike deep half doesn't work (laughs) if there's anything we can take away if there's anything you can take away from this podcast is that deep half does not work i promise yeah but I think I think there can be you know there, I think there needs to be like a balance for that like you need right. I mean because you need the accessibility of sport yeah. but you also need to remember like hey this stuff why was this stuff invented for it wasn't yeah. to have fun the samurai no. did it so no, they no, could yeah, they could live yeah they weren't having fun <laughs> no, no. I guess it was fun to live <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah exactly but yes. uh, yeah because I think both of that is important I think it's both uh, it's both great that it's more accessible but I think it's hurting it that it's losing its roots sure. in, that, in that regard yeah man I'm, I'm history is my favorite subject too whereas most people don't give a fuck about history which confuses me to to ends I don't even understand mm. you know like some people are like oh yeah bro math math my favorite <laughs> I, I, I'm like, the, the math fuck, guy bro <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm that math guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but your job does deals with math right correct 
Kind of, yeah. A diff- different kind of math, but yeah. If your job deals within math, then I get it. But yeah. most people's jobs don't deal within math, bro. Right. And so it's like math. I don't. I don't understand having a inherent like. Like liking math, like oh yeah, I enjoy learning math. Like, bro, why? It's just attacking. It's just attacking everything Mike likes. Right, oh. exactly. Deep half math don't work. Well, what else? <laughs> math what definitely works. Like? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mike, what's math your favorite works. candy bar? <laughs> right. <It> sucks. <laughs> yes. What's your favorite candy bar, Mike? Uh, I gotta say Twix. Uh, okay, we can agree on that. We can agree okay, on that. Okay, I thought you were gonna right. say Snickers. I was uh, about to say no, that's no. the worst candy bar on the planet. <laughs> It's just an old, old season on things like likes. Like, I, hate I was ready. I was ready for it. Oh, okay, guys. So, all right. So, okay. I guess we can uh, we, we can wrap this up. It's been almost an hour, but um, let's uh, here, Mike. Can you share, share your socials? How can people reach you? Sure. Yeah, at Mike Lady. I also run a subscription platform for grappling called GoGo Grappling at GoGo Grappling. GoGoGrappling.com. Um, we're just trying to get grapplers paid. Uh, like Jordan said, follow the money. Look into it. <laughs> try, look try. into it. <laughs> this has been such a Ted Planet podcast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but how about you, Jordan? How can people reach you? Um, I go by Jordan Wears No Gi. Um, that's spelt exactly how it sounds. Um, Jordan Wears No Gi on Instagram. Um, I'm, I believe that's my YouTube, too. I don't really do anything on YouTube. But... Um, yeah, check mainly, out his reels. He, mainly, you've got yeah. Yeah, yeah. daily drops of reels. Daily drop, daily drop in reels every single day. I got a new technique up on Instagram. Um, starting to build a little, good little bit of steam. I got over ten thousand followers now, so that's nice. that's fancy, nice. you know. Um, yeah, I try and po- try and post cool shit on my Instagram. Really, um, unique, like unorthodox jujitsu attacks. So if you're into that type of thing, Jordan wears no gi. Watch my reels and let me know what you think. Nice. And then, yeah, Jordan's going to be on High Rollers 14 going down in two days. And then, yep. yeah, f- keep follow Jordan knows gi- wears no gi and Mike Lady. All right, that's been Pancreation Philosophy. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Bye. And... All right, and that was Pancreation Philosophy episode 187. If you guys made it this far, thank you for supporting the show. Thanks for listening. I'll take this time to thank our sponsors. Thank you, Habrock Sports, habrocksports.com. Check them out. They got BJJ gear, MMA gear, and nutrition. Thank you, Habrock Sports. And since you're listening still, how about you support me on Patreon? Yeah, you dumb fuck. You're already here. You must like me. Support me on Patreon. Be like a sponsoring philosopher like Tom Kravitz and Brian Big Wang. That's right, Patreon. Find me on patreon.com slash pancreation. Also got merch, spreadshirt.com. If you like that shit, just send me a message, DM me. I will send you the link. All right. Once again, thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me. Pancreation Philosopher out.